The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss ways you can expand your commerce footprint and understand the creator economy. Joining us is Sean Kim, who is the president and chief product officer at Kajabi, which is a platform that helps users turn what they know into income. Entrepreneurs and creators are able to capitalize on their business growth at Kajabi. And before working at Kajabi, Sean was the head of product at TikTok and also the global head of product at Amazon Prime. So we're excited to have him as our guest today. And today, Sean and I are going to discuss growing your e-commerce footprint. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Sean Kim, the president and chief product officer at Kajabi. Sean, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Excited to have you on the show. Excited to talk a little bit about a, a budding part of the economy. You work on this overlap of content creation, the creator economy, sort of the shift towards collecting first-party data instead of relying on social platforms to grow your business. Talk to me a little bit about how you view the e-commerce landscape as it fits today, and where do creators fit into that equation? E-commerce is obviously a growing industry. A lot of people are more and more comfortable every single year transacting online. And whether it's like physical goods as well as digital goods, and where creators are coming in place is both. And where we play, Kajabi is more for the digital goods and digital content. Kajabi is powering the economy for 60,000 creators. They have made over $4 billion to date. Some of them have made over $100 million. So Kajabi is a all-in-one platform that helps knowledge creators market, publish, and sell their digital content, such as podcasts, video courses, newsletters, live stream coaching. And over the years, we've seen that a lot of these creators are doing incredibly well by building businesses around content of what they know. So these are a lot of experts in this field that they could be, have worked in some type of industry for about 10 years, and now they'd be considered like subject matter experts. So it can be anyone from a teacher to a fitness instructor to a product manager or a marketer, for instance, right? So these are people that work in these different industries. They have a lot of valuable knowledge. They're taking this knowledge, bringing it online, creating content around it, and then we give them the platform to basically do just that. So what's been amazing is that there are consumers being more comfortable learning about these different industries online. And essentially, our platform is just giving the tools so that it's easy for these creators to build a business around it. 
So what I'm hearing from you is that when we think about commerce, most people gravitate towards physical goods. You know this as well as anybody working at Amazon and the head of product at Amazon Prime. A huge part of commerce and specifically e-commerce, the digital transactions, are getting physical goods from point A to point B. I feel like there's been this rise in the last 10, 15 years of the digital goods. We see it with gaming, with media. We've seen it with art, with NFTs. And you also highlighted that Kajabi works in a space that is basically around the knowledge transfer. When you think about physical goods, digital assets, and then the exchange of knowledge, you know how do you evaluate how big those opportunities are? How big is this creator workplace compared to the rest of commerce? We do a lot of research in this space for sure. We look at our total opportunity size in terms of type of creators that could potentially be our customers. And essentially, you're looking at all the types of customers that are creating content. On top of that, these are creators that already have physical businesses. It could also be customers that are working in these different industries. Again, they're subject matter experts because they have been in a certain field for quite some time. They have valuable knowledge that other people want to learn. So the TAM is actually much bigger than what we see in a lot of these different industry reports. Like they're saying, I think there's like 2 million creators out there in the world and you know, experts that are making money and so on. But I think it could actually technically be a much bigger opportunity. So if you look at, for instance, LinkedIn, the total number of like uh, customers on that platform or their users, right? There are a ton of users on that platform that are technically potential customers for Kajabi, potential creators as well. So as the years go by, we're just going to see this industry get bigger and bigger. And as people get more comfortable, again, understanding, learning, and paying for content to improve their quality of life, to learn about some certain type of subject, to get a better job, whatever those things might be, there's content out that helps you do that, and they're willing to pay for it, and we're there to make that happen. The other day, there was a creator that was doing incredibly well because she was just teaching people how to set up a, a fitness business, right? She was a fitness business herself, but she was teaching others how to actually set one up. Just even that content right there, the people are like, oh, I want to know how to do that. They go to her website and they learn. She has now a physical fitness business. She has a digital one. Now she also has a separate business that teaches people how to do that. So there's many different ways you can go about creating content. And it's not just all entertainment. I think the knowledge content has, in many ways, a lot more value to consumers. So how do you think about your TAM? Essentially, it's almost endless. Your TAM is the amount of knowledge people can transfer and what they're willing to pay for it. How do you put numbers behind that opportunity? So we're looking at essentially the total number of potential customers in terms of those that have physical businesses that can translate to digital. We're looking at customers that have worked in some industry for over X number of years that also have this deep understanding or become subject matter experts in a certain industry. And then we're also looking at the regular creator, the influencer as well, but those not so much. I think essentially it's more the content creators and the subject matter experts and those with physical locations that have valuable content around knowledge that can be really valuable to someone else. It's essentially our town. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. 
But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. It's interesting when you think about the commerce footprint, and I guess you would probably be able to answer this as well. And I was going to ask, you know, it's like, well, how does Amazon think about their addressable market? It's every product under the sun times the amount of people that are going to buy every product under the sun. Like it's gigantic, almost so big that it's impossible to calculate. And it's interesting to hear that you think about your TAM based on a couple of specific user segments, but hypothetically, anyone can use your product and turn their knowledge into a monetizable asset. So you're looking at a addressable market that is more defined in terms of existing content creators as opposed to the people that have knowledge that would seem like it's valuable. Am I right? They don't have to even be existing content creators. There was this product manager, for instance, that used to work at Google. And while he was there, I think he was there for like three years, while he was there, he was getting constant questions from his friends and colleagues that don't work at Google on how to interview for Google. Because Google is really hard to get into as a business, harder to get accepted than Harvard. So over time, he's like, well, then how about I put together a very simple course on how to prepare for Google interviews? He wasn't a content creator per se, right? He was not a typical influencer you see on TikTok, Instagram, and so on. But he had really valuable knowledge around this subject. So he took the time to just use a webcam, had the layout of the type of questions that he's going to try to address, and then the content around like what questions they would ask and put a really simple PowerPoint together. And boom, his business took off. I mean, he's making millions. So I think like as long as you know that the content you have is very valuable, you know exactly who your customers are, then you have yourself a business. And he wasn't a content creator. He just happened to have knowledge that was really valuable to someone else. And he created some content around it. All right, Sean, last question for you today. As you think about commerce and this idea of knowledge transfer and that anybody can create the knowledge that they have and monetize it, talk to me about how you figure out how to evaluate the opportunity of your knowledge. Some ideas are bigger and better. Great. I work at Google. I can help other people work at Google. That's a million dollar of revenue if you stay there for a couple of years. Like People will pay tens of thousands of dollars for that information. But if I'm talking about how to learn knitting 101, people are probably not going to pay $10,000 for that information. Talk to me about how you evaluate how big the opportunity is for the knowledge that you have. I think that you would essentially figure out who your customers are. That's really, really key. 
and you do the research to figure like, hey, what is it that these customers are struggling with? What are their problems? And do I have the expertise or knowledge that can solve this problem? You want to do that research there as well, right? You talk to these customers, and then you can get a sense of how big that TAM is. Now, there's also adjacent potential businesses that can come around this, right? So he started with how to interview Google, and they get tons and tons of candidates that are coming to the door from just that TAM alone. But he then expanded to like how to interview for Uber, how to interview for Facebook, Amazon, TikTok, LinkedIn. So then your TAM expands. But the most important thing is you have to build like an MVP and just make sure you really understand the problem that your customers are facing. You know exactly who those customers are. Do the research, get a sense of your TAM from that perspective. And then once you essentially understand how valuable your content is, you kind of adjust the price and play with that. You know, do your willingness to pay with your customers and iterate and improve that product that you're offering, then you can look at potentially adjacent businesses or opportunities as well. The takeaway is like, there's a lot of research to be done in advance, but I think once you'll understand essentially who your customers are, how valuable the content is that you're offering, is it really solving a big problem? And the deeper the problem, the more people are willing to pay, depending on like how much it would improve that person's quality of life. So it doesn't mean like, hey, let's say you have a thousand people as your TAM, but they're willing to pay $10,000. That's different than like 10,000 people, but they're not willing to pay more than 50 bucks. You know, at the end of the day, it's not just what you're selling, it's who you're selling it to and how you're describing what the product is. That's really the true way to assess what your opportunity is. And I appreciate your advice in the sense of you have to just do your homework, do your research, launch an MVP, and get some actual data to figure out how big the opportunity is. Sometimes you got to fake it till you make it. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Sean Kim, President and Chief Product Officer at Kajabi. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Sean and I are going to continue the conversation talking about creator economy, brand, and product strategies. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Sean, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is SolmeKim, that's S-O-L-M-E-K-I-M, or you could visit his company's website, which is kajabi.com, K-A-J-A-B-I.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.